From the studios of WFNN, this is Mike's On on this uh, Good Friday, the Friday, the 19th of April. And we got a reverb. There we go. Can we, I knew that was going to happen. I could tell when in the open we were messed up. So now we got that straightened away. Sorry about that, folks. It was a terrible way to open the show. Apologize for that. Uh, it is the 19th day of April as we uh, begin a holiday weekend. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Uh, we do so, obviously, with a lot going on. Uh, we inch closer to the draft. We have uh, plenty of basketball stuff going on. We have uh, the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees, of course, another ugly night last night. Mets opened up a series in St. Louis for the weekend, and St. John's has a coach. We should begin there. First, let me say this. Uh, I'm stunned, absolutely stunned that St. John's would hire a coach and hold a press conference on on Good Friday. I mean, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I was on the golf course this morning. I saw that they were having their press conference today. I was like, isn't it Good Friday? Isn't even the stock exchange closed? I mean, you're having a press conference on Good Friday in your Catholic school? I mean, that, that, that stunned me, first of all. Their business, but I was just floored by that, that you would at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Good Friday have a press conference. So I, I, I couldn't have thought that would even be possible, but it was. Um, number two, they hire Mike Anderson. What does that mean? Um, it means they salvaged a very bad situation with a professional coach. All right, you you can look. You see, you can cut two ways with with Anderson. You can give you the good part of the resume, and you can give you the bad part of the resume. The bad part of the resume is he's fifty nine years old. He doesn't know a thing about New York. And he just got fired. The good part of the resume, he's been coaching for 17 years. Before that, he spent a lifetime on the bench as Nolan Richardson's assistant. He carried on Nolan Richardson's system. He was known to be a terrific NCAA tournament coach early in his career because his best jobs he ever did were at UAB. When he broke away from Richardson, when things went sour for Richardson, and he was there during the glory days with Richardson at Arkansas, and the 40 minutes of hell, which he's continued, um, UAB really became a darling. It became an underdog darling, as you know, uh, in the NCAA tournament, you know, winning games, you know, upsetting people, getting to the tournament three years in a row with UAB, which at that time, you know, 2002, three, four, that was a big deal. And his teams were really dangerous. And he was one of those up and coming coaches. He went to Missouri, did okay. Never great. He had had one really good team. And then he went to Arkansas where everybody always thought he would go. He signed a big contract with Arkansas. And let's be honest, his years at Arkansas were kind of – they were okay. He went to the NCAA tournament three times in eight years, which is where the school has unlimited resources. That's not great. He never had a losing season, but that's because he stocked some games with the preseason. He had some losing SEC seasons. And – they hadn't had a really good run in years. Um, like I said, eight years, three NCAA tournaments. It's not great. The best Now, he's never had a losing season, so give him that. He's got a good lifetime record. And this was a case of the AD leaning heavily, from what I understand, on, uh, on the mothership, which is Duke, to make this happen. Anderson's not a bad – he's not a bad coach, folks. To say he's an incompetent coach would be unfair. To say he doesn't know how to run a program would be unfair. To say he doesn't have a lot of problems he's walking into and isn't limited in New York would also be unfair. 
He's 59 years old. He just got fired for the first time in 17 years. He got fired, why? Because they didn't think he was doing the job in Arkansas. And he got a job again. Good for him. I think he is a solid guy. Now I'm going to give you what I think are the negatives. Number one, he knows nothing about New York. Absolutely nothing. He has no, it might as well be Mars. Number two, he needs talent, superior athletic talent, especially speed, and depth to run his system, to run the quote-unquote 40 minutes of hell that they like to run, which means press, play people, press, pressure D, full court, press all the time, you know, up and down the floor, or, you know, relentless pressure on the opponent, etc. Now, doesn't mean the coach can't do what he has to do to change that if he doesn't have the personnel. St. John's was woefully uh, light on talent. They did not have a bench. They have a lot of work to do. I was told that Figaro was with him at the press conference. If that means Figaro is staying, that's a, that's a, that is a feather in his cap to start with. If he kept Figaro here, and I don't know if that was said at the press conference or not. I didn't see the press conference. Um, if it was said on the press conference that he was keeping Figaro, then that's a big positive. Because for, he, went, he went in the transfer portal. And one of the schools that was supposedly at the top of the list that was looking at Figaro, ironically, was Arkansas. Arkansas, Kansas, Florida State, Florida, Clemson, etc. So, uh, but Arkansas was mentioned prominently. One coach thought he was going to Arkansas, who tweeted me. So if he kept him, that's a positive. He's got to get a bunch of players. Now, some people might like his style. Okay. He's walking into a tough situation. But to say, if I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they hired a guy who is an inept coach, because he's not. He never has been. This guy in his life has been coaching 17 years at UAB, at Missouri, at Arkansas. He's been to the NCAA tournament six, nine times in 17 years. That would be a big step forward here. Now, remember, like I said, his best work, I thought, was what he did at UAB. And remember, he was an assistant for 17 years at Arkansas, where they had some great teams under Nolan Richardson. So, again, he's not a, in any way, you know, he went to school at Tulsa, where Nolan Richardson coached. If you remember, before Nolan Richardson went to Arkansas, he coached at Tulsa. He played for Nolan Richardson at Tulsa. He was a guard for Nolan Richardson. Uh, and then he became an assistant for Nolan Richardson. Then he became Nolan Richardson's right hand. Then he became the guy who finally, uh, you know, went to Arkansas. Eventually, after going to UAB and then to Missouri. Uh, so he has been part of, he's been indoctrinated in that system for basically three decades. And he has a relationship with Coach K. He has a relationship with uh, Duke. And the Duke machine was a part of this, from what I understand. I was told that by someone I trust that the Duke machine was a big part of this. And so be it. It came down yesterday. They brought in a couple of guys, including Paul Hewitt. Ironically, they brought Paul Hewitt in yesterday. Why is that ironic? Paul Hewitt, the former Siena, Georgia Tech, and uh, George Mason coach, who is now a scout for the Clippers. Ironic that Paul Hewitt was in uh, interviewing for the job yesterday because St. John's, when Father Harrington was the president, offered the job to Paul Hewitt years ago, and he turned it down. 
He he was a favorite of Father Harrington's, the past president, who wanted badly for Paul Ewart, who was originally from Westbury. Uh, he wanted Paul Ewart to, to coach St. John's in the worst way. And he, at the time, was a hot coach. He had taken Georgia Tech, if you remember, to the Final Four, and he turned St. John's down. Yesterday, he had come full circle, and he was looking for the St. John's job. And the job went to Mike Anderson. So there we go. That's the end of that. Uh, they have a coach. And like I said, now it's about the things he has to overcome. He's a guy who has a very defined system. We know what it is. We've watched it for years and years. This man is, no one can sit here and tell you this guy's an incompetent coach because he is not. But he might as well have landed on Mars as well as being New York City. And that's a big factor. So uh, Yankees last night, uh, continue to play badly against uh, bad teams, you know. And, and and listen, this is not to disparage any of the teams that have come in or anything that's going on, but the bottom line is, you know, day in, day out, they did play two games against the, uh, against the, uh, the Red Sox well, but to go in and get beat 6-1 by a team that's 6-12 and and 1-6 one and, and one and on the road, uh, isn't pretty. To get four hit by the Kansas City staff isn't pretty. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, that is, uh, you know, the Yankees looked extremely, extremely anemic. Frazier got two hits again. We noticed that. But that's an extremely anemic showing uh, by the Yankees who have a fairly anemic lineup right now. Eight and ten. CC on the mound tonight, weather permitting. The weather's supposed to be not good tonight into tomorrow. Uh, supposed to be, as a matter of fact, the power company's already sending out tweets saying you could lose power tonight with the wind and flooding and everything. So, you know, batten down the hatches tonight. If you're traveling, be careful. If you're traveling, check your airports because uh, flights could get canceled. I know people have already had their flights canceled. Uh, the weather forecast between now and tomorrow night at this time is not very good. So uh, just take that into, I don't know what time the bad weather's rolling in tonight. It might not roll in until after midnight. I'm not sure. But there's bad weather coming. We know that. Mets are in St. Louis for the weekend. Unfortunately, tonight, Vargas is on the mound. Uh, and that hasn't been a pretty sight when that's the case as he brings this uh, astronomical, you know, totally astronomical ERA uh, of 14.21 to the mound tonight in St. Louis. I mean, both the Mets and the Cards are 10 and 8, but when your pitcher shows up on the mound with a ERA of 14.21, you, look at, you take a double take. Wainwright, who uh, Mets fans have known for a very, very long time, obviously, met him in the worst ways early in his career uh, on the mound tonight uh, for the Redbirds as the Mets and the Cardinals renew uh, acquaintances. So we've got a lot to, get to, lot to get to. Nets didn't do the job last night. It was a poor performance on their part. Really a poor performance. Nothing short. Just a poor performance. That's all there was to it. We don't have to get into a whole lot of it, but that's what it was. It was just a bad performance. They're going to have to be a whole lot better and a whole lot tougher and a whole lot tighter if they're going to win uh, this series. Now, the other team's the better team. We know that. And they sure looked at it last night. So a holiday weekend. For a lot of you, I know you're off today. 
a lot of the financial, if you're working in the, in the financial district, obviously you're off today. Uh, for a lot of reasons, you might have got out early today. Whatever it is, got a busy show for you. We'll get it all rolling right after this.